Welcome to the Eyes on Jesus podcast with Drew and Tim, two pastors discussing practical details about life, leadership, parenting, and being more centered around Jesus first. The goal of this show is to help you keep your eyes on Jesus through the busyness of life and clutter of your schedules. Now, join us for the conversation. Well, welcome to the Eyes on Jesus podcast with Drew and Tim. This is Tim and Drew, my co-host. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Doing good. Excited to go at this again, man. Really excited for our topic today, too. Absolutely. I should say we are a member of the Edify Podcast Network. You can download the app, find more great Christian content creators on there, uh, doing podcasts just like we are. And I'm excited too. Like, you know, when we talk throughout the week and like, hey, we have these different topics, I have like another 10 topics that come to mind and I have to kind of stay focused on, okay, we're talking about this today. <laughs> yeah. Cause like the options are just so wide for how we can go with this show and with the whole p- purpose of pointing people to Jesus. And we both came off a busy weekend at the time of this recording with Easter weekend. Uh, it's a little busy in the church world. How was your Easter? A weekend? little busy. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. You know, my Easter was great. It really was. Um, we were, we were really, I don't want to say low key because we definitely hyped things up as you should for, for such a big day, but we kept things as consistent and as uh, to the point as we could. And it didn't put a lot of like stress on everybody. You know, it was just kind of like, it was kind of not a normal Sunday, but just a heightened Sunday. Uh, but we went through the same kind of same kind of system, same kind of processes and things went really well. Got to meet a lot of new people and got to learn about a lot of people, got to minister to a lot of people, and uh, got to baptize some people as well. All so right. God did great things. How about you? How was your Easter? It was great. You know, a lot of lead up to it on the planning piece. And uh, Good Friday was awesome. Our service was was awesome. You know, pastors took like a portion of uh, Old Testament prophets and how they pointed to Jesus. And so that was awesome. cool to read that. And then, you know, we kind of purposely leave solemn on Good Friday and then uh, rejoicing on uh, Easter Sunday coming in. But it was definitely early. We had a sunrise service at 630, which was awesome. But, uh, you know, had to be there at four or five o'clock and Ooh, for a long day. Early. I love Sunday naps. Yeah. Sorry, after Sunday church. Naps. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, and that just like tells you, you don't even have after Easter. It's it's tough to keep your days even like in order. We had a sunrise service scheduled for early as well, but it, it rained uh, us out. We usually have this oh. sunrise service at this beautiful garden outside. Really, really beautiful. And um, it's so well taken care of. And, uh, but because of the rain, we, we had to cancel it, but still two services went really well. And, you know, can't say enough about what God is doing at both our churches. It's so much fun to watch what, what, uh, is going on and and just seeing God continue to use you and work through you. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the, the thing with Easter weekend is we always, uh, you know, look at people that come and you're like, oh, you, I haven't seen you since Christmas. And, <laughs> right. you know, we, we have that, we have that mindset of, of trying to have an awesome weekend to bring people in, but also, you know, the question for those in ministry is, is how do you bring them back the next Sunday? Not for necessarily our churches, but, you know, these are people that are casual Christians that come on holidays and we know there's so much power in having a relationship with God and we can't speak for how their private life is, but the community aspect is so important of church. You can't be a lone wolf out there uh, without accountability and, and uh, teaching from others and stuff and mentorship. And so uh, that's one of the things, and we had our elder meeting this week too. And that was a thing that came up, you know, is, is, is the, it's really an age old question. And some churches take it personally, like, Oh, what are we doing wrong? But it's really not necessarily what are we doing wrong? It's how do we push that the fact that you need Jesus without also like 
pushing them away, you know? Yeah, it's you've got a fair point there. I mean, you want because you're trying to hit so many different people, right? Like you said, you're trying to hit the person that hadn't been to church in so many weeks and they're there, um, you know, coming back. And so they 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 know Jesus. They've heard you even talk about Jesus, but now they're back for a while. Then you've also got the first time guest that's walking in. Maybe they've come from a different church. Maybe they've never been to church before. You don't know. Like it it could be either one, both in. And, And then you've got the people that have been at, you know, been at your church for a decade and you're trying to figure out, well, how do we reach everybody. And, and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a challenging thing for me personally, you know, you mentioned follow-up a minute ago. That's, that's where I feel like a lot of churches stop. Yeah. That's, that's like the most important part. You know, that's where the, you know, you can be unapologetic. Like we, we as the church, like we're here to care for you and pray for you and love you and let you know that there's a community of believers here for you. Now, if you want to be a part of that, that's great. If you don't, that's fine. Like that's it's your call, but we have a responsibility, a duty to, to follow up with you. So I think the churches, um, whether you, whether you strive to angle towards the first time guest or whether you strive kind of like we did to just kind of do our normal Sunday, but it's like a little more exciting and geared towards Easter, yeah. whichever way you land. I think the most important thing is to make sure you, you get to know the people that came to your campus. One of the, and, and that's one of the challenging things when you have such an influx of people. Now, all of a sudden you're like, well, how do we follow up with so many people and how do we get every? And so you got to have some systems in place, things like that. And that can be difficult on Easter for sure. One of the things though, that, that always, like you were talking about comes to mind with Easter is like, all right, so I'm trying to reach all these people depending on what church you're part of depends on like where you're maybe focused, whether it be like, you know, you've got seeker friendly or are you just seeker driven or whatever? Yeah. Well, like how far, how far is too far to reach like a first time guest. Right. And and this always comes up on like the major ones, right? This always comes up at Easter. This always comes up Christmas Eve. Then there's like vision day. And then there's like, you know, every time you come out with some sermon series that you think is going to like change the world. Right. And you want to like really push the envelope maybe with how you word it or how you title it. Like how far is too far? Yeah. And, and you know, how do you, find that line between, I don't want to forsake my congregation for a new person coming in, but then there's also the leave the 99 for the one. And so like you're balancing, you're yeah. balancing all this going on. So t- tell me how, like for you planning and going into a holiday, like Easter, what is like, what's going through your mind? How are you laying that out? What are you trying to be aware of? Yeah, there, there's so much with that. And it, a lot of it depends on your, your church, your, 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 your yeah. calling, your vision for your area. Are you really just trying to be, you know, seeker sensitive can be a bad term, but if you're just trying to get people exposed to church for the first time and you preach a, you know, a salvation message every Sunday, that's a fit for some churches, right? I mean, yeah. at some point Christians may want something deeper and may move to a different church, but at the same time, like what why are you there? Why do you exist as a church? Yeah. And is it is it just to preach a salvation message or do you also care for the lost and their needs, their their felt needs, their physical needs, benevolent needs, community needs? And maybe the gospel message isn't isn't said in those contexts, but people still know that's a church 
and they care for me. Uh, A good example recently, we were just out on, we do golf cart evangelism on Thursdays and we just take our golf cart out to our community because we're just stuck right in the middle of a, um, of a, a neighborhood, right? A huge neighborhood. Love it. And so we drive around, we hand out Duncan gift cards and we're like, Hey, would you like a free donut? Right. And yeah. hardly anyone ever and says no, right? They're yes, like, what's, please. what's the catch? And we're like, yeah. you, just to, you just have to tell me your favorite donut. That's all we say, you know? And then, right. hey, we're, we're from the church. We got this coming up. We'd love to have you there, right? And this, this one guy this this week we saw, and he's he, he told us, he's like, uh, I'm living the Viking lifestyle. And I'm like, what is that? Mm. And we he said, what's the catch? And we're like, we're from the church. And he said, oh, well, just so you know, I'm a pagan. And he showed me like his chain that he had on, had pagans oh, okay. and stuff. Almost like that's his identity, right? And almost like he's yeah. almost expecting a fight. And uh, <laughs> well, if he's if he's doing the Viking thing, don't <laughs> don't go into a fight with right? him. Right? I know. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have the horns or anything, but I was expecting oh, okay. Those right. Was there a so. ship behind him or something? That's oh crazy. man, that'd be so cool. I almost <laughs> wanted to be his friend if he's that deep into it, right? You know. <laughs> So, but it, my point is that he wasn't, he was almost expecting a fight, but we just jumped right into talking about donuts. We talked about, he had a pet bird on his shoulder, <laughs> no eye patch, oh but goodness. a bird. Okay. We just talked about that stuff. And at the end of our conversation, he's like, oh, I might come check you guys out. You wow. know, where at first he was defensive. This is who I am. This is what I do. Don't almost, almost saying, don't push your God on me to a point where it's like, oh, you just really care about me as a person and you're giving me free coffee. Uh, all right, I might come check you guys out, right? Now, we didn't preach the gospel message to him. We didn't say, like, you need to repent today and turn your life to Christ. And what that, and some people do have a problem with that, I will say. Some people yeah. have a problem that it's not evangelism unless you're saying those words. And for me and where we are in our community, it is a lifeline. Like, we are here yeah. if you have questions, if you need yeah. something. And those are seeds that are planted for him to say, all right, I'm going to maybe cruise on this for another six months. And when my life goes crazy, now maybe I need to reach out because I know they're there, right? That might be how God uses it. But all that to say, like when we reach our community, there's a lot of things we do that don't necessarily immediately tie. Uh, We have a -a shred-a-thon coming up of all things, right? Uh, uh, First time doing a -a shred-a-thon for our community. We we pay a few hundred bucks, people come for free and bring their papers and get it shredded, right? And, And we're a hub for the for the community we're in to do these types of things. Now, now the question really is, how far is too far, right? Um, <laughs> what if we only did that right and never, you know, shared the gospel? What types of events are too far? Sure. And those are those are decisions for the church and church leadership. But also, as we're talking about this, what have you seen? What is too far in your opinion, or what have you cut back on that maybe you would have done in the past? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And it is always something that hangs in the balance. I, I will say that my answer is probably, uh, well, not probably, my answer has changed as I've kind of grown up and matured and uh, become a little more enlightened into what I feel like God is calling the church to be. So I'll give you an example. When I was in my mid-20s, I started attending a, a church that played openers. That is what they called it. Right. And it was secular songs that they would play as people were coming in and they would play them with the band live right before the pastor would come out and do the welcome. Now there were a couple things that were intentional about that. And as I got on to staff, eventually of this church, I I learned these things, but what was intentional is this number one, it gets people to their seats. There's band music playing live. 
the lights are dimming, the doors are open to the auditorium. It's time for church, like get inside. And if you know the song, if it's a song you've heard on the radio, or maybe it's an old eighties journey song or something, you're like, you know, Oh man, like I got to get in there. I got to hear this. Right. So it gets people to their seats and gets them to church on time. So that that's number one. Uh, Number two, the, the song usually went along with whatever we were preaching about. So, you know, if it really was about belief, you could do don't stop believing. And people would be like, oh my gosh, my church did don't stop believing. And they post on social media and it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is you're playing a secular song. So if someone walks in and is turned off by church and isn't into the church thing and they hear secular music, then they go, oh, they get me. Yeah. They get me. They understand my world. So there's like a, there's a reasoning behind it. So when I heard all that, I was like, this is bomb. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I want to like, and so I started, I was the worship leader. And every week I was in conversations about what opener should we do this week? What opener should we do next week? You know, and we did some really cool ones, man. I got to rap red hot chili peppers, give it away now during a <laughs> generosity series. Right. Awesome. So so there's some awesome moments. And so you look at that and you're like, man, was that too far? It's like, nah, man, that was fun. And it was all in the name of, you know, inspiring people to give. And it's yeah. like, well, yeah, I mean, you still did red hot chili peppers on the front of the stage. And what I got, you got to give it to your mama. And it's like, all right, <laughs> no. well, I mean, uh-huh. that, that came out of my mouth on mic from a stage. It really sure. happened. And, and then, then like, if you want to take it further, like we were doing a prayer series and we did Madonna's like a prayer. Oh. Right. Yeah. So now uh-huh. if you go look at the basis of that song, that has nothing to do with prayer. Right. It has everything to do with some type of sexual encounter as Madonna songs normally do. Right. So, so that was also played from stage. And, and at the time, man, it was just like, we, we justified it because we knew the why behind it. And honestly, if I really needed to fight for it, I probably could, could build a good case. Yeah. But now I'm like eight, nine years removed from that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think I would ever do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm now pastoring a church and I'm like, I don't, I don't think we should ever play Katy Perry from yeah. the front of the stage before we're about to enter into a time of worship. Like it, 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 it almost now makes me feel like dirty that mm-hmm. I did that. And it kind of irks me a little bit. So, so at the time I didn't think it was too far now. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of weird, man, because you look at, you look at some of the people we did from stage, like you look at some of the people's songs we did and and used, and now you look at what those people are doing and you're like, Oh, we represented them Mm, in church, in the temple of God. We did that. And it's kind of, it's kind of sad to think about it. And, and so now, you know, you just try to, be aware of those kinds of things. And, and then here's the other thing, man, you, you know, you talked about like first time guests and seekers and things like that. And, and, you know, especially for Easter, like, what are you trying to accomplish? I, I love what, what Craig Rochelle says, and, and we will do anything short of sin to reach someone with the gospel of Christ. And, and, you know, that's been said from stage from a million different pastors. And, and, and I, I, uh, I fully agree that, that it is very much like leave the 99, go after the one, go after the lost, do whatever you need to do. I think the challenge with that is we've got to recognize that there's a difference in loving someone and then also like taking responsibility for their actions. Like that's a big, 
It's a big difference. And so you can love someone, but you don't have to become like them in order to love them. You certainly don't have to affirm how they're living in order to love them. And that might be a whole nother conversation. But, but in that, in thinking about what churches are meant to do, you know, you also got to ask yourself, like, who is God calling us to be? And really, what are we set up to handle? Because I know a lot of churches this past week that saw an influx of hundreds of people. Some churches saw an influx of thousands of people. But if you're not equipped to handle that, I mean, really, you don't have the, if you don't have the structure, the finances, the systems to care for that amount of people, what good, what good, like, what good is that really doing? Like, if you can't follow up with these people, if you don't know their names, if you don't know their situation, if all you can do is go on social media and go, wow, look how God blessed us. We had X amount of more people than we've ever had. Okay. Do you know them? Right. Are you, are you, were you ready for them? Did you follow up with them? Like, do you know that it was like the family that sat on the second row or are their names like Bruce and Tracy? Like, right. you know what, like who, who is it? Is it just the, the person that wore the pink dress and the yellow coat? Or like, do you actually know it's Denise? Like what, what is it? <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and so I think, I think sometimes we can get caught up in chasing after after metrics and not people. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's where regardless of, of what the action is, I always want to know what the intention was and what the original motivation was. Right. And, and so, so in that, right. And look, you know, we, we don't do everything perfect at my church. It's really simple to sit here and be like, oh yeah, well, this is what you do wrong here. This is what they've done wrong there. I mean, look, I could, I could crush my own church just as quickly of, of things that were missing or not doing exceptionally well, but man, after Easter, like some churches, it was just, there, there was some videos circulating. There were some things yeah. going on that just you know, you felt like, man, what was, what was the intention here? Like, what was the reasoning? What was the why? And was it really people like really like truly was it people? And you were like, we know this is going to reach people and mean something. Or was it like, we know this is going to get attention, build a metric, or we know this is going to go, you know, viral. Like what's the goal. And and so for me, from the outside looking in, I, I think it's, it's tough to put a line in the sand because like you said, there's so many variables about what your church is here for and what God's purposed you for. I yeah. think what I would not necessarily caution pastors with or ministry leaders with, but I think what I would just call into question and make sure people are aware of is make sure you've got a good understanding of why you're doing what you're doing and that you're specifically called to do that. And it aligns yeah. with what God's told you. And then on top of that, make sure you've built the right platforms underneath it to support it because it's really easy to get on board with a fun, unique, exciting idea. It's really difficult to build systems and processes that support it. Yeah. And a lot of times we just run after the, the first part of that for the excitement of it. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. 
Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. All that's really good. And and I would say too, you know, oftentimes in church, you know, Christians that are already Christians, people that are Christians that follow Jesus are too concerned with their own comfort versus those that are the the strategy for reaching the lost and actually getting out there and doing it themselves, you know? So how does it feel in the sanctuary? What songs are you singing that I like? Are you diving into revelation? You know, when I want something deeper, uh, but I'm still not in a small group, right? (laughs) You know, it's like, right. Yeah. It's all those things that come up from Christians that don't always have a heart for the lost. You know, who are you witnessing to who's in your community? Who are you reaching out for and not just letting the church do it? Uh, Someone said this, I think it was Mike Signorelli. He said that, you know, in the past it was, we all come for one man who's on the stage and all our eyes are facing at him. He's like, but what I want to see is a shift where we come and we are taught, but then we're all looking outward like an army going Mm. out with a general at our command. And I love that picture because too often the church is me, me, me. And how is the church serving my needs? But there was a great video. uh, I don't know if we can link it in this or not, but uh, I sent it to you from Matt Chandler, who just called out his congregation in like a a 10 minute rant, which was beautiful because almost every pastor has thought this. He talked about why is only 20% of our people serving the other 80% that are comfortable eating popcorn, watching, but never using their giftings. He said the, yeah. the, the, uh, the blatant laziness in this room, he said, keeps him up at night because he thinks about the potential, the, the potential for, and I come in uh, the business world. We always talked about our sales potential, right? What is the, if the most we could sell every day, that's our sale, your sales potential. And you always, you never hit that, right? But what's right. your, what is your potential as a church? If all 100, 500, 1000 people were using their giftings, were loving right. Jesus, were loving their families, were serving the lost. What is the potential of that church when everyone is doing that? And that should yep. keep us up at night as pastors, because that is what we need to drive home to our people. We are not here to serve you. We are here to teach you, to guide you, to equip you, to love you, and then send you out. And as and, Matt Chandler says, yeah. sometimes rebuke you. Yeah, sometimes rebuke you. <laughs> he right? me, I was like, yes. What we get now is, and now think about if you're in, if you if you've had a coach or you've been in the military, which most people listening have had one or the other. You right. know, you you do what that person says. Number one in, in the in in sports, because if you don't, you're either cut from the team or you'll lose the game. In right. military, because you could potentially die or be the cause of death for your squad mates. Yep. If you don't listen and, and, and when your commanding officer gives you a direction, you do it and you say, yes, sir, may I have another. And when our pastors tell us to do something, we're like, uh-huh, maybe I'll go to another church. Cause I don't like the way you, you told me that. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. If it's your pastor, if it's someone that you say, I am here for the good, the bad and the ugly, and to be called out for my sin, then I will sit under that authority and not doesn't mean you can't ask questions or get abused. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, you know, we have a culture where my comfort comes first and that has to stop in church. And that also leads to our conversation where we are creating programs and uh, events that are are about comfort. Uh, yep. And I'll call it out. You know, I won't say the church by name, but there was uh, Easter production with Bell yep. from Beauty and the Beast getting crucified. With Lumiere and Cogsworth next to her. And she's saying things like, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. And at the very end, which you mentioned secular music, they they sang uh, Freebird. Freebird. Yeah, they sang Freebird. 
Yeah. And I, I, I'm looking at that and I'm just like, I, I think almost every Christian would look at that and say, that's too far. Yeah. For, I, but, I have no idea what the, like, I have no idea what was accomplished. Right. I, I would love to get a survey of people that came and, and say, are you already a Christian? What did you think about it? Are you not a Christian? Did this at all push you towards Jesus? Right. At, at the end of the day, did it do its job? And also with the question of, is, is it too far? You have the thing, if it saved one person, then it was worth it. How does that factor in with something as blatantly blasphemous, I would say, as a, a Beauty and the Beast production on, on Easter? Is it still yeah. okay if it saved one person? Yeah, and, and that's always the argument. Mm -hmm. Like, always. It's, it's like when you get into LeBron and Jordan arguments of who's the greatest. Yeah. The Jordan fans are like 6-0, and oh, bro. <laughs> Six and zero, oh. and so yeah. it doesn't matter. You could be like, "No, you don't understand." All-time score leader, you, you know, the run of nine years at a championship is like six and zero, oh, bro. And it's like, okay, so so if it saves one person, but it scatters, yeah, a bunch of people, and, and and so in the same light, we've seen this with leadership in church. Like, well, if people are being saved and the spirit's still moving, then clearly the mantle hasn't fallen off the guy. It's like, no, Jesus works in spite of us and that's our right. sin. So that's like, like, I'm really glad that people have that down, but it's biblically like illiterate at that point. So I guess. <sighs> no, I would just say, you know, the giftings that you see from people are never reflective of their personal life with God. Right. The giftings that God has yeah. placed on someone to speak, to teach, to lead is yeah. never reflective upon their quiet time with God. Sometimes Correct. it's a it's an overflow of that, but not always. You can have a great preacher who gives an amazing testimony who's struggling with all kinds of sins. We've seen it a thousand times. We've seen point. it a lot. And, and so it's not just a, a matter of, oh, it was an amazing service. It was an awesome message. Like, what is the heart of the leadership and why are they doing this? And also, yeah, I love your point. Is it scattering Christians to to uh to be either not close to god or, or shun from the church or I mean, question okay. their faith or like get right, bad yeah, habits and, exactly. and 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 so then i have to ask myself this are we just are we just getting bored of jesus mm, yep say it so <laughs> i mean i hate to keep going back to lebron jordan here and i hate to keep going back to sports and nba but LeBron's putting up stupid numbers and I think he, he scored 38 the other night and he's like 82 years old out there scoring like 38 <laughs> points. Right. Yeah. And the guy's making blocks and making plays and doing all this, but he's like that all the time. Right. So like, are we just like so bored with talent and giftedness that we have to make it some kind of debate or we have to create something new or we have to, you know, now that now we've got talking heads everywhere on desks that don't even share informational and facts. That's just about opinions. Right. And so it's the same way. I feel like with the church, it's like, Hey, there is this man. Okay. The son of God, fully mm. God, fully man that came to earth and died for you died for your past sins, current sins, future sins, died for you. And we have been like, yeah, that's not enough, man. We got to put, yeah. put a Katy Perry song up with this. 
mm-hmm. or, you know, that's, that's great. But what if we did like an elaborate illustration? Well, you know, that that's great and all, but you know, what if we, what if we decided that, uh, you know, we would do, and, and I mean, we've we saw this this past week. What if we thought we'd really push the boundaries and push the lines with an Easter production that we know is going to get people's attention and have them talking and, and, yeah. and have them even question if we're a godly church, like, what if we did that? And it's like, could we just, I'm not saying you have to keep it simple. I mean, heck we did a spoken word and it was borderline a rap and like, I, I hear you. Like, I get it. Let, let's make it exciting. Let's use people's gifts. Let's draw them in. Let's, however, God's gifted the people of your congregation and their gifts and talents. Let's use that. But do we really get so bored of greatness that we've got to like reinvent church every so many weeks or every so many years? Like, we've got to reinvent it. Like, I'm telling you, in my opinion, the future of the church is a culture that when you walk into it has very little to do with how extravagant they can draw you in and then tell you about Jesus and more about how extravagant they can show you the love of Jesus before they even mention the name. Right. And, and so that's personally, that is everything that I hope and everything I pray for and everything I dream about when it comes to my church, when you show up, I want you to experience the love of Jesus so that when I start talking about Jesus, you recognize that the people you have encountered align with the love that I am now explaining. And if that can happen in real and authentic community, like you said, then you have an army, then you go out and do some damage. Then you really, but when you're like, Hey, I think this is what'll get them there, Mm -hmm. dude, if you're not coming because of Jesus, but you're coming because there's some other, like, man, like I'm the, the whole deal of like the sermon series thing, like we're, you know, I, I say this as I start a sermon series this week, like we're starting a sermon series this week called Real Sin, R-E-E-L. And it's about social media distractions, Instagram awesome. reels, all that kind of thing. Right. Great, great title. Like, I, I thank you, God, for bringing it to me and completely yeah. flipping my entire calendar for 2023. <laughs> but like that's if you're coming because you're like, ooh, cool graphic, ooh, cool sermon title, man, we are way, way missing the mark. Like, I get some of that stuff draws you in, but man, it's Jesus, it's love, it's people inviting people. And I hate to say it, but it's the basic, it's the basic things that churches have always been doing all the way back to Acts. Yeah. And they they weren't apologetic about it. And we just... I'm not saying we got to over over group it here and swing the pendulum way to the other side, because that's pretty much what we've been doing. We were like, oh, we're traditional. Let's swing it way to the other side. And it's like, well, now we're getting to the point that, you know, we're we're talking about, well, what does your church stand for? And when we say church, we don't even really know what gospel and what Jesus they represent, which is scary. Yeah. So we got to like I'm not saying we got to go way back over here, but how about we find something like biblical and then we look at the gift set of our congregation and, and we start at that place, you yeah. know, and, and I just, I, I think we got a lot of work to do. Here's what I'll say too, is when I looked on social media this week, it was, I don't even know a percent, but it was a high percentage of videos that I saw that were quote Christian videos that were calling out Easter weekends 
and and rightly so like we're calling him out in a way rightly so you know they were borderline blasphemous however those are salacious videos that people will watch when you call out other people and i think when you talk about you know the gospel being quote boring to some people we see that on social media where it is these salacious videos that will get the views and it creates a culture online where i can't and i've been on tiktok for three years and I'm getting less and less interested with being on there because yep. whenever I do a video that I think is, I think is good as biblical, I share some verses, I talk about the gospel. I'm talking 300 views, right? Which is yeah. like capped out now for most people. Whenever sure. I do a video where I share something like about a news story or about a, what a preacher said, this thousands of views. Oh yeah. Because I'm, because of the the nature that people want to see the infighting or the, yep. the calling out or the, the, and well, we'll talk about false teachers soon on here too, but you know, it's, it's a culture of, Oh, I, I want to see, I want to eat my popcorn. And you know, that, that meme of like the popcorn eating and it's like, I just want to watch it's yep. like, but, but what about the gospel? What about the Bible that doesn't make you want to watch? Right. Yep. That, what about the, the fact that, you know, if you've heard the gospel a thousand times then hear it a thousand and one times, like it is, it is never something that just goes away. Yeah, I got that. Right. Like if you're callous to it, that means that God needs to soften your heart to it again. It's yes. not just a one and done thing. And when we bring people to, to church, the goal is not that they enter a building, it, you know, you, you bring someone to water, you can't make them drink, you know, we yeah. can possibly get them into church with a thousand different means. But when they're there, will they yeah. encounter a living yes. Jesus that will transform every aspect of their lives and get the sin out of their life? Or will they just leave saying, okay, I'll be back on Christmas, right? 100%. 100%. And here's why this is an issue. What you just said about Christian fighting. Here's why this is an issue. So let's say that me and you uh, and, and your wife and my wife, let's say we hung out all the time, Okay. Uh, and we'll just we'll, we'll we'll pretend that that us hanging out all the time is your your feed on social media. Yeah. So let's say we hang out all the time, and I tell you I love my wife. I tell you all the time I love my wife. But when we're hanging out, all my wife and I, all we do is fight. All we do is bicker. All we do is make little side comments. All we do is make sarcastic remarks at each other. And it's pretty clear that even though I'm telling you that I love her, it's pretty clear some tension. It's pretty clear that we're not aligned. It's pretty clear that like there is something going on in our household that that doesn't make sense. Now, would you then take marriage advice from me? Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at the church. We got social media going and all these Christians are doing is yelling at each other. Yeah. And look, I'll be honest. I do. I don't do any of the yelling on social media about like other churches. I do go at some leaders sometimes because that's really where my heart is and where my passion is. But I'm going to tell you when when the world sees so many different representations of the church and I'm talking like Methodist, Baptist, Catholic, non-denom, yeah. all this, so many different representations of the church. And then on top of that, sees churches going, well, this is blasphemous. No, it's not. Well, this is this. Well, no, it's not. Well, this is this. No, it's not. And we're going back and forth. And stuff. That is what an unbelieving world will simply look at and go, I'm not taking advice from you. But then okay. we're going, no, 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 you don't understand. My Jesus is real. My Jesus is real. You should you should get to know Jesus. They're looking at us going, <laughs> you are a buffoon. You're you just got to come to my church and follow my denomination right. <laughs> and believe exactly what and believe exactly what I believe. believe and then you'll exactly be exactly what I believe. And other, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we just 
we look we look so dumb sometimes and but my gosh man we sure make it easy on ourselves because i'm with you like i look at all these videos after easter and i'm just like this is like some of this stuff is incredible like what are you doing like yeah. what did you really think was going to happen you thought this was a good idea like you 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 thought everybody dressing up like this and that being your play and like this yeah. going all over the social media. Like you thought <laughs> that Easter was the time to break all that out. Like, <laughs> and it just seems like, it just seems like some pastors are trying to one up themselves week over week, over week, over week. And here's the, the, the big problem with that is that's been the trend for 20 years. And look, I'm I haven't I haven't been in the game as a lead pastor for 20 years, but I've been in the game for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I'm just telling you, I've seen pastors that have this tendency of we got to top it week over week over week over week over week. And there's this like weird pressure that they've like put on themselves. And and I'm just, I just haven't seen I literally literally outside of maybe one pastor. I haven't seen it end well. I just haven't. It, it always ends in a breakdown or an affair or a big lie or like it just ends in a really ugly way. And so I, I we got to be praying for our leaders. We got to be praying for our churches and we got to be praying for our world. And and then we just, you know, we got to navigate it and we got to make sure that when we're navigating it, we're going to scripture to learn the truth and then bringing everything through that filter instead yeah. of trying to answer TikTok videos, truth or lies with other TikTok videos, because yeah. that's not the way to go. Yeah. And I, you know, I would say too, when people see things that look like the world, you know, what's the difference in an unbeliever's mind to say, oh, I'll just, that looks like Disney. I'll just watch just Disney movies. I already watched them. Why do I need to go to church? Or that looks like the Grammys. Hello, you know, why do I need to go to church when I can just get that? Right. Uh, so what is the yeah. differentiating factor in those circumstances for the unbeliever? How do they, how do they, like I said before, meet a supernatural Jesus through the, the clutter that you have to get through just to get to him. They're like, no, no, we mentioned him at the end. Okay. Well, I heard someone say this week, you know, what if you handed out, you know, beers at your church and at the end, you're like, oh, by the way, the gospel, right. Does that make it okay? Of course not. That's <laughs> course an extreme not. example, but we're pushing that boundaries to extremism where we say yep. anything goes because at the end we talk about the gospel. And I would just caution like, no, not anything can go because you may mention the gospel in it. Because if you look like the world and act like the world and sound like the world, guess what? You're probably <laughs> being very 100%. influenced by the world. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think everyone watching this stuff, you, you know, in, in the past without social media, you never saw this kind of craziness going on in yep. other churches. You had maybe three churches in your town and you stuck with one for 40 years. Oh, and, yeah. you know, you didn't have sermons at your fingertip. Now we have so much information, which is a good thing, but also can get as jaded on Christianity. Yeah. And so I would encourage everyone to, at the end of the day, focus on where God has placed you, the mission yep. God has for you, the community that you're in be a help to your leaders, right? And no leader is going to get all this stuff perfectly. Uh, right. Like you said, you've changed stuff over the years. At our church, we used to do cookies with Santa and we used to do Easter egg hunts, which we got rid of over the years. And some churches still do those. Fine, more power to them. Sure. Do what, do what you need to do. Yeah. I'm not coming against those, but 
everyone will have like a journey, right? Our, our, we have an yep. individual journey spiritually. Churches have a journey spiritually, and and we're not always going to get it right. So we need to have grace. We need to have love for each other. Sure, we need to call out false teachers. We'll talk about that next episode. But yeah, how do we do so with love? And how do we do so where we're in a position to do it and not just this anonymous voice online shouting from the, you know, the the comments? <laughs> yeah, you're right on. You're right on, man. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, everyone. Make sure you subscribe. And what else you got going on? You want to let people know? Man, you know, we're starting this, like I said, this real sin series. I want to um, check that out. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to talk through the distraction of social media. Then we're going to talk through the destruction of porn and mm. everybody who deletes web browser history, putting you on notice. <laughs> and uh, and then we that later. Absolutely. And then week three, we're just going to talk about how we can be digital disciples. Like if we are going to be on social media, if we are going to do things like this, like podcasts, well, how can we leverage that for, for good, for the gospel? And how can we uh, make our voice heard in a, in a positive direction that influences people for Christ? So uh, really excited about that. And then um, just doing the family thing, man, kids are doing their thing and uh, all is well, everybody's healthy. So that's always good. And um, my wife and I just celebrated 10 years. Actually. Congrats. That's Thanks, exciting. man. So that's always fun stuff. What about you? What's on the horizon? Oh man, we're hitting the hundreds here in Arizona. So we're getting uh, ready for summers, Ooh. you know, uh, working out, staying ready for swim time. And, uh, we just saw the Mario movie. So enjoyed that a lot growing up in the eighties nice. with the NES and, you know, still love video games today. It's maybe we'll do an episode of video games and Christianity. No, probably. I'm not, game. But... <laughs> I'm game. Game. Sign literally. There you go. <laughs> Well, also, we have a podcast. Uh, we have a uh, Facebook group called the Eyes on Jesus Podcast Community. Anyone can join that. It's an open group. So if you're listening want to join that and be part of conversations on our episodes, please do so. And until next episode, go with God, grow in discernment, and keep your eyes on Jesus. Thanks for joining us on the Eyes on Jesus Podcast with Drew and Tim. Don't forget to hit subscribe. If this episode blessed you, please share it with a friend. Check out the show notes for more ways to connect with the hosts of the show.